The third section of Psalms, known as the Leviticus Psalms, remind us that the God who redeemed us is still with us. In fact, He has promised to never leave us or forsake us. Today, we join Scott Pauley in opening God's roadmap for life. Find your place in the Word of God in the Psalms, and let's discover what God has for us along the way. In every nation, and in every generation, presidents and prime ministers and dictators and rulers and governors, they come and they go. There's only one constant in every place and for all time, and it is this. In the words of Psalm 75, verse 7, God is the judge. You see, there's only one who rules the good and overrules the evil. There's only one, and that is our God. That is the great meaning of Psalm 75. You remember, we're in the Leviticus Psalms, coming into the sanctuary, into the presence of God, and yet the context of Psalm 75 is on the battlefield. Did you know while you're on the battlefield, you can actually be in the sanctuary? Did you know that while you're in difficult circumstances and uh, changing things and hard people, that you can at that moment be in the presence of God? I think that's the great message to us in Psalm 75, this beautiful Psalm of Asaph. In fact, it has a little title above the first verse that literally means to destroy not. It's used for several of the Psalms. It's one of the destroy not Psalms. Do you ever feel like you're going to be destroyed? I want you to know uh, that our God is the God of life and He will not allow His people to be destroyed. Now the key verse, I read a portion to you a moment ago, is Psalm 75 verse 7. It says, But God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. People have this idea that they get where they are because of their money or their talent or their influence or someone's favor. But in the end, it is God who allows people to be in positions of leadership. And it is God who removes them. And someday, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the one who is the true and the righteous judge. Now, there's only 10 verses in Psalm 75, but it puts all of life, it puts a nation and powerful people and political movements, it puts all of that in a divine perspective for us. Verse 1, he says, Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. Unto thee do we give thanks, for that thy name is near, thy wondrous works declare. He said, God, we're seeing you work, and as we see you work, we're coming to realize that your name is the only name that really should be hallowed and honored. Your name is the only name that truly is worthy of worship. Only God's name is really a good name. I've marked in my Bible the expression, unto thee. Twice it says it, unto thee. I hear people say sometimes, what is this world coming to? I'll tell you what it's coming to. It's coming to God eventually, unto thee. Eventually, everybody is going to bow in the presence of the true judge. Now you may do that now, which you should, or you may wait too long and too late and have to do it in the end. But I want you to know that someday every knee will bow. He says in verse 2, When I shall receive the congregation, I will judge uprightly. The earth and all the inhabitants thereof are dissolved. I bear up the pillars of it. Selah. And so he speaks here of the right kind of leader. And by the way, we should pray for the right kind of leaders. 
We should pray that God gives us righteous leaders and wise leaders, leaders who will follow Him. And uh, the psalmist here says, when I have the privilege of, of judging, I want to judge uprightly. But the greater message here is that our God is the righteous judge and He always judges uprightly. Do you ever get annoyed at the injustices in our world? you ever get aggravated at the things that you want to fix and straighten out and you wonder why is this permitted and why does this go on? I'll just rest in this today, friends. Someday God is going to judge uprightly. He's going to fix it all. He's going to straighten it all out. And then he moves from the righteous to the foolish. He says in verse 4, I said unto the fools, deal not foolishly, and to the wicked, lift not up the horn. Lift not up your horn on high. Speak not with a stiff neck, for promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west, nor from the south. He says to the wicked men who think they've accomplished something, that they really are somebody, you better remember this, that if you are allowed any privileges, it's because God has allowed it. He uses this horn here as an object lesson. In fact, it's found in verse 4, it's found in verse 5, and it's found twice in the last verse of the psalm in verse 10. In Eastern symbolism, the horn was a symbol of strength. And so it was used to signify a power. He says, I just want you to know that if you think you have some strength, it's really not your strength. It's just borrowed strength. God has loaned it to you for a while. You better not lift yourself up like you're something. You better remember, in the words of verse 7 again, that God is the judge. So he deals with the righteous. And then he deals with the foolish. And then you come to the end of the psalm, beginning in verse 8, and he says, For in the hand of the Lord there's a cup. And the wine is red, it is full of mixture, and it poureth out of the same. But the dregs thereof, all the wicked of the earth shall wring them out and drink them. But I will declare forever, I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. So now he moves from the present to the future. He deals with the, the righteous now and the foolish now, but then he goes to the end. Then he goes to eternity and he says, I want you to know that not only is the judge doing what he knows is right to be done now, but in the end, he's going to do right with everyone. He's going to deal with the wicked. He's going to make them drink this cup that is full of mixture. I'm thinking now of our Lord Jesus looking into the cup in the garden and saying, Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. What was in that cup? I believe in that cup was all of the wrath of God, all of the judgment and justice of a holy God, on fallen humanity. I'm glad to report to you that Jesus Christ drank that cup so we would never have to drink it. But for those who reject Jesus Christ, for those who refuse to receive the salvation that the Lord Jesus Christ offers, He says someday you'll have to receive the cup. Someday you'll have to drink the cup. But, verse 9, those who have followed Him, they're going to sing praises to the God of Jacob forever. Some will be tormented forever because of the rejection of God, and some will rejoice in the presence of God forever. Which one will you be? Uh, which place will you be? Uh, what does your eternity look like? Oh, friend, make very sure you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Put your faith in Him. Settle that. Drive a stake a mile deep in the ground about your soul's salvation. And if you are saved, rest, relax today. Stop being so troubled about what so-called powerful people do and say and things you can't change and affect. And understand this, God is the judge. He's going to do right now and He's going to do right for all eternity. The last verse of Psalm 75 says this, All the horns of the wicked also will I cut off. 
but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. Do you remember what I said a moment ago about the horn being a picture of strength and power? Notice the contrast. Oh, it's wonderful. Verse 10, the horns or the strength of the wicked, that'll be cut off. People who think they're really something without God someday, they'll all be cut down. They'll be gone in a moment. But the horns or the strength of the righteous shall be exalted. Friend, if you're following the Lord Jesus, if you've been made a partaker of His strength, your strength is not going to wane. It's not going to be less and less. No, it's going to be more and more until someday you stand perfectly in His strength in the presence of God to live for all eternity. That's why the Bible says in another place that the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more under the perfect day. Sin brings less and less. Over time, the world gets worse and worse. But I want you to know that God brings more and more light and greater and greater strength and blessing. And so today, friend, rest in the true ruler. Rest in these words, Psalm 75, verse 7, But God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. If you would like more information on knowing the Lord Jesus Christ in a personal way, or if you desire to grow in your faith, please visit us at scottpauley.org. We'd love to hear from you. You may also download your free copy of A Ready Reference of the Psalms to help you in our current study. We are praying that God will guide you today and that you will enjoy the journey.